Nothing like a hangover episode. Hungover episode? I don't know. Does anyone want to check the uh, bathroom for a tiger? Are we, are we good? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the baby come from? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This My Bourbon Podcast. I am your hungover host, Perry. We're recording the day after Southern Whiskey Society, which, mind you, was a great time. But today, today I'm feeling it. But I'm joined by some really awesome people. I got Jason and Natalie and Corey. Lucy's sitting next to me, but she's micless. Guys, welcome to the... To the show. Thank you. I, I had the both of you all on at uh, Whiskey Weekend, correct? That's right. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Corey's new to the show, though. Yeah. Apparently, he has a radio voice. Well, uh, I've been told. Uh, it's, it's You're already in all the secret. You know that I'm not tall. Uh, I'm also not as cool. So you're kind of doing this backwards. You're supposed as to cool. hear it first and then go, oh, man, I thought you'd be taller. So, <laughs> taller and cooler, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But, Yeah. So uh, we we normally start the show out with a segment called Flying Blind, but we're not drinking anything on this episode. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Um, so we'll move on to uh, what we've been drinking recently, and I think that we have a few things that we've been drinking recently that were pretty special. Yeah, should I do a quick count of the list? That's I would excellent. love for you to do that. All right. So in an attempt to rub it into my friends who did not come uh, and make the trip from the Kansas City area. Uh, we got the new E.H. Taylor, which was glorious. George T. Stagg, 18. The LaRue Weller, 18. A Willet five-year rye, the collard greens. Weller full proof. Old Rip, 10. California Gold. Uh, Knob Creek Berman Karma. Kentucky Owl Confiscated. Knob Creek Boomtown 2. Lot 40 Cash Strength. Staven Barrel. In the parking lot, I managed to drink a 1984 Wild Turkey. I'm still not really sure how that happened. Bell I think that was Black. Dustin Whitaker yeah. that uh, made that happen. Uh, the Amaranth again. The William LaRue Weller 19, which was ridiculous. That was phenomenal. Kentucky Owl 3 for the Rye. Four Roses 130. Michter's 10-year. Garrison Brothers single barrel. Magnus triple cast. Blanton's Amaranth again. Uh, <laughs> Old Forester 1920. Old Greasy Batch 3. Uh, Knob Creek ain't half bad. William LaRue Weller 18 again. New Riff single barrel Rye. Michter's King Tut. Which was uh, how what? that happened? Yeah, that was out of a, out of a decanter. Out of a decanter, yeah. Yeah, twenty plus years old. Uh, Handy B Tech eighteen, uh, Amaranth again, and then the <laughs> Dickel nine year store pick. I like that you literally wrote down everything that you had. I had to go back and fix a lot of the spelling this morning, but <laughs> yeah, that it's makes there. sense. That's much more comprehensive than me. All I remember is walking into the event, Buffalo Trace line, twenty nineteen Weller, <laughs> yeah, W L Weller. And you peaked, and then. A blur, <laughs> coming back, leaving the event, and watching the Buffalo Trace table pop 2018 stag, uh-huh. and got back in line. <laughs> so that's, I bookended by the two B-Tacks, and that's all I remember. Yeah, I just really regret shooting that 1984 wild turkey, because I didn't know what it was. Did Dustin just... I was like, oh, dude. 
I, I wish I could have seen the look on his face when that It was good, though. Happened. I enjoyed it. Oh, and the magic, what was it, 25-year-old? Oh, that Heaven Hill? The Heaven Hill. That Grease had in a flask? Yeah. I normally don't respond when somebody grabs something out of their back pocket and says, you need to taste this. Usually <laughs> it's a trick. I th- exactly. I thought I was going to get roofied or something, but, you know, I, 25-year-old Heaven Hill, 150 proof, or what was it? he called it 151 or something. It was crazy. It was that hot? He said I, he had a few, so I'm not sure exactly, but he said 151 was his exact words. I trust Grease. Yeah, absolutely. If he pulls something out of his back pocket and says, you need to try this, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Outside of the event, though, uh, we spent a good deal of time with uh, Turok over at Elixir and then um, stopped in at Barrels and Brews as well. But let me just say, if you have heard tell of the way that Turok likes to get people drunk when they come into his store, it is no myth. It is 100% true. Guy was pulling stuff out left, right, and sideways for, you, for all of us to try and... And that was at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. And that was a funny, that, there was kind of a catchphrase. Everybody I talked to, they would just say, we went over and got Turok'd. That was a yep. thing. He should, wear, he should sell t-shirts that says, I've been Turok'd, because that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> Which means we were held captive by amazing stuff and stayed in there for an hour and a half. Well, so Elixir's kind of like being Indiana Jones on a hunt for whiskey and bourbon. <laughs> right. Because that store, there's, there's so much stuff, but it's everywhere, and there's, there's boxes, and there's stuff wildly out of yeah. any kind of regular order. Tarak knows where everything is, but no, no one else seems to. So it's like, here, try this. He's like, do you have it? And he's like, yeah, it's over there. And it's, you have to kind of search in and around and behind, and it's... It's like going to the Children's Museum and finding the sand pit where yeah, you've got to dig out of the dinosaur it is, bones. It is wild. I was <laughs> mind blown. Uh, what just kind of shows up randomly in boxes. There. Walks through the catacombs and comes out with yes. a magic prize. That's right. Like, I love, too, that, you know, you see something and you're like, oh, do you have any of that open? And he's like, not yet. We do. But we can. <laughs> 20 seconds later, it's open and you've had it. And, I mean, it, it, we had everything from Bill Mead Black to the Cornerstone Rye, the new Wild Turkey Master's Keep, a freaking amazing Elijah Craig pick that they had uh, their very first Russell's Reserve pick, which was amazing. But it, it, it just, the list went on and on, and I couldn't even begin to remember everything <laughs> that was there. He he's a, does a fantastic job of floating your wallet to the top, I think is what happens. I got out of there mostly scot-free. <laughs> so. I almost did. I was actually, I didn't drink much because I was the driver, so. Nat got to rocked. And then <laughs> all I remember, I'm standing in line, I'm standing outside the edge there because it's really narrow and I block things. So uh, all I remember is Nat coming over and just handing me a bottle of dovetail and said, buy this, I'll be in the car getting air conditioning. <laughs> it was hot in there. Smart lady. <laughs> it was toasty in that, in that store. Um, but that's kind of what we've been drinking. Last night was a whole heck of a lot of fun. Um, I figured we'd take some time to kind of talk about why it's an important thing for us to have events like this and why we enjoy things like this so much. And I think the big one for me, at the, at, at the very least, is just knowing the relationships that 
are built at events like Southern Whiskey Society. And the fact that they somehow magically seem to be maintained <laughs> even after Absolutely. the four or five hours that we spend together. I mean, so a, a, a prime example of that in my case is um, Dustin Whitaker, great friend of the show, great friend in general um, of mine, of ours. Met him last year for the first time. And Misty. Sorry. Sorry, Misty. Um, they have now, every month since December, been to our house. We've seen them every month since December. That's so cool. Which is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, without something like Southern Whiskey Society as a vehicle for us to develop those relationships, it may have found a way, but I don't think that it would have been as tangible as it is now. And I mean, heck, we didn't know each other before uh, before Whiskey yeah. Weekend. That's right. You know, and here we are sitting in your temporary home, your Airbnb. <laughs> But what is it for you guys that makes you want to keep coming back and doing things like Southern Whiskey Society? I think you nailed it on the head. It's it's. I, I actually kind of made a joke last night. If if this was an event and they were just serving peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I would still come to hang out with the people that I've met. Because, like I said, I remember the two pours. I don't remember much of what I was. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> I don't remember much of what I was drinking, but I remember... All the events. I remember watching Dixon Deadman spot Natalie in a crowd. It's like, I remember you. Cut through the crowd just to give Natalie a hug. He and pointed at you, I and think. Pointed, yeah, he says, I know you, and just ran to her. And, and, and Matt and, and everybody, just everybody from Whiskey Weekend and, and Corey. Like I said, Corey's got a great story about even getting here. <laughs> we blackmailed him on, a, on the Google Meetup. Google Meetup and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was on, and we basically talked him, and he bought the, the tickets in the meetup. Right. And I said, I, I volunteered the Airbnb. He said, you've got a place to stay. you got your tickets. <laughs> it was done, and what, bef- yeah. yeah. $700 later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was great. Same thing. And he, it's like he's right in, the, right in that fraternity. Yeah. He's in that group. Where... So it's, a, it's interesting. So um, we were run a whiskey group back home, the Walmigo Whiskey Syndicate, and it's the, the bourbonbrothers.com. And um, we started running our, our events here in the Midwest, which is a little bit different because, I mean, it's not like it's not the home to whiskey. Kansas is, oh, we make all kinds of wheat. We can, we can throw a bunch of wheat in that bourbon. But uh, it's just not really what it's known for. But it, it's a building culture there that exists here, but it's based upon the same thing. And uh, Natalie and I were talking about it before. There's two kinds of whiskey guys, right, or girls. Uh, the ones that are like, hey, my friends are over. Here's my best stuff. And let's share it and, and have this cool time. Uh, and then there's people like, I have all this cool stuff. You should be impressed by it. <laughs> we don't drink it. We just look at exactly. it. Exactly. It's and, a trophy. And, right. And, and the whole group um, seems to be focused kind of on the opposite. Like the guys from Buffalo Trace are showing up with, hey, this isn't even released yet. You want to try it? Great. Have it. Dixon's got Owlbatch 3 Rye. Doesn't exist yet. You want to try it? Let's have it. You yeah. know, and there's always someone like sneaking you something with kind of a wink and a nod to make sure that your your time was right. And that, that started Friday and continued all the way up until around 2 in the morning last, last night. Yeah, and that's why this is the 
low energy hungover episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Natalie, what about you? You know, I, I just feel like I was talking earlier, you know, saying that, uh, you know, bourbon's a good social lubricant, but I really don't think that we need it with these, you know, these people because everybody's just so friendly and um, just warm and welcoming. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice to have a community where you can, you know, I look forward to getting in touch with people every day. We keep in touch on Facebook and and different things, and um, you know, I I share jokes, and I just that's just part of my day is to you know connect with my friends. So it's really fun. I feel like I I talk to this group as much, if not more, than my own family. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. One of the, one of the the cool things about it too is that it it seems like it's just not limited to those four or five hours and that we very literally didn't want the party to stop. So we get to the after party and Brett with his backpack of magic goodness continues pouring me magic goodness. I can't even really remember what all he had for me, but do we make it back with my Glencairn? Oh, no. <laughs> Seems questionable. Oh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you stuck it in my bag. I might have. Dang it. And I gave mine away. Well, this went from hungover <laughs> to sad <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> but there, there's just this, you know, continuing energy around it that doesn't seem to be limited to you know the little bit of time that we get to spend together i mean we always want to have these awesome experiences with with one another and yeah bourbon may have been the the culprit in some of it but i think it's the fact that we're all willing to to be open and hang out with each other and share our life stories and you know it, it's it's a really great community that something like Southern Whiskey Society allows us to to enjoy together. The human being is a social animal and requires companionship. And since the beginning of time, uh, all the great inventions have been, hey, how do we turn this into booze? <laughs> <laughs> like since caveman times, we're like, man, how do we turn this into booze? Uh, uh, mostly because it just gives you a reason to to get together and be with people. So it's interesting because it, you can use social media and things like that to to bring people together. Sure. But you can also use uh, you have you have more opportunity than ever to to lock yourself away and never go see anybody. Mm-hmm. So events like this, I think, are just like a necessary release. It's a, it's a social thing that when you're in the midst of it, you're like, oh, now I remember. I, I really do like people. I don't like watching <laughs> eight hours of Netflix being shamed. Are you still watching this? I'm like, yes, I'm still watching this. I should be outside don't talking. I should be again. talking to my friends. So, and and that's what it does. It's it's hey, go meet some human beings. Well, and also, um, you know how food being, brings people together through the experience. Oh, yeah. I really think that having all these unique bottles and these unique experiences and then sharing it and saying, what are you experiencing? You know, how does, you know, and taking it into your body and it's making it a physical experience and a emotional and friendship experience. It's just, it's really unique. And not, not to pick on you, Lucy, but you and Misty love to make fun of us, me and Dustin, when we're hanging out and 
tasting different bourbons and going, oh, I, I get this on the on the nose, or exactly. I'm, I'm finding this on the palate. And that, to me, is, yeah, just part of that shared experience and, and sharing. It, 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 it seems like at the core of it, it's about sharing knowledge, you know, which is a, a huge gift in and of itself to, to be able to, you know, offer somebody. is just, you know, showing them or allowing them into a space where, you know, you can be very vulnerable. And it, it's something that I really do cherish and, and enjoy. And I, I think, too, about how this is something that leads to you wanting to kind of, quote, unquote, share the gospel <laughs> of the bourbon community. The spirit right? is very right. willing. Send it. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> You know, you think about how many bourbon societies, how many whiskey societies have popped up, um, you know, even just in the past few years. This is a, Southern Whiskey Society is a testament to communities that will be built if the will is there. I want to talk about the food, though. For sure, that was mind-blowing. Yeah, Let's talk about the most mind-blowing part of it, though. What? Was I'm going to let you talk about food. I'm going to go catch a plane and be disappointed that none of that food exists in Kansas. <laughs> 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 well, we do barbecue. You guys come to Kansas. We'll do some I'd Kansas City barbecue, sure. and we'll make that happen. Love to come there. All right. Corey, thanks for sitting in. No problem. Good you guys you. have a wonderful time. So uh, since Corey is leaving, Lucy is stepping in. Hello, is this on? Oh, yes, it's on. <laughs> yes, it is, in fact, on. Anyway, food at Southern Whiskey Society. I think we have to talk about the um, the dark horse of the evening, Hardee's. Hardee's, which mind blown. I thought easily the best thing there last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, which you may hear that and go, so what? Were they passing around Hardee's cheeseburgers and everything uh, else nope. just sucked in comparison? No, 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 no. They had duck fried duck. Duck fried duck. On a Hardy's biscuit. On Hardy's biscuit. Homemade right there in front of your face. Yep. I woke up this morning craving them. <laughs> num num. <sighs> what was the, the thing on top? It had bacon in it. it and it was whipped. A ba- it was like a. It's like whipped butter. Oh my. What do they call Whipped butter? Yeah. Ooh. It was something good. Like, like an that. aioli? No, it was but like. Butter. Yeah. Full on whipped butter texture. Whatever it was, it was delicious. And I would have just had that all night long. Yeah. If there hadn't been so much other good food. Treehouse macarons were there. Sorry, go ahead. The line for Hardee's was insane. (laughs) It was almost as long as the Buffalo Trace line. (laughs) Clearly, they could not get enough of that product made in order to satisfy the demand for it. Perfect medium rare in there. Luckily, they're used to fast food, so they're whipping it out pretty quickly. But. But people were eating it almost as fast as they were making oh, it. Oh, yeah. There so people staying around waiting. Well, speaking of Treehouse Macarons, uh, Clint Sample grabbed me by the shoulder and took me over there and says, you have to try these. Yes. You have to try the pimento cheese macaron. Yeah. Which, and I looked at him cross-eyed. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And you were wrong to I say was that, incredibly so. wrong. I will publicly <laughs> admit I ate that thing, and I may or may not have got back in line three to four times to get more. I was not crazy. I don't really like pimento cheese that much. Mm-hmm. And it's it tastes just like pimento it cheese. It did. It was weird. It's really weird. But it was great. Delicious. I get the appeal, but I, 
I did not <laughs> it's care just for not it. You. Yeah. But the peach one was it peach old fashioned? Peach old flavored? fashioned. That was Ooh. good. And then there was the hoe cake, hoe cake. one with bacon jam in the middle. <sighs> that was, so was good. good. I, I was Flavor just flavor explosion. I yes. was just gonna get the the pimento cheese ones because that was my favorite last year. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna you know, I'm gonna stick with it. But Lucy goes, you have to get the hoe cake one. Yeah. And I tried it first because I knew Perry was making a mistake. Yeah. I, so I, I went was. ahead and tried it to tell him he, in fact, needed to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the cool things about it, too, is that, I mean, they had such great, like, high-end restaurant chefs yeah. there. And um, Hardee's. And Hardee's. And Hardee's was the best out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Their nope. head chef was there. Yeah, they had a good chef. He was legit. The head chef at Hardee's? Yeah, yeah the person the who develops all their food flavors. That's the guy who did it. I did not realize that. I didn't realize that either. I mean, I knew he was probably high up, but I didn't realize he was the yeah, guy. He was the guy. From what huh. from the, I've heard from other you, people. I wish I had th- told him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we were, um, we were product developers last or, night? Product testers? I think so, I think for so. sure. Gosh, I hope so. <sighs> if they come with a fried duck biscuit... That's going to be dangerous. My life will be over. You might as well just put me on the gurney. Roll me into the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Nashville duck burger. And that will make me sad because we have no Hardee's in Utah. What? Do you have Carl's Jr.? We do have Carl's Jr. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) We do. Well, we have those. I get sausage, biscuit, and gravy all the time. I like their fried chicken biscuit. They're loaded on what biscuits, pretty amazing. Shrimp and grits. Oh, shrimp and grits from Husk. They, yeah. Lucio doesn't like that. Was like the everybody's favorite. Yeah, that was walking around. I see the the what I was the way I was describing it to Lucio was like Hardee's was first, shrimp and grits were a far second, a distant, distant second, even though they were still great. But that Hardee's biscuit, man. I'm when, be we, when we about talk it. about rating, it's it's kind of it, it's appropriate to be on a bourbon show because <laughs> it's it's not like anything was bad. It's like it's like rating bourbons. All four are amazing. They're all in the same, but I wouldn't even say better, just different. I mean, there was yeah, and like like me, I fell in love with the smoked deviled eggs. Oh, those were so I was, good. I was like hanging out, like creeping around the corner like a raccoon, just pulling them <laughs> off when nobody was looking. <laughs> Did you ever make it over to the oysters? I did. She did. She oh, had one. I'm, I'm not a fan. So. I'm not a fan either. It's a texture thing. Oh, man. Yeah. I would have just sat yeah. there and ate the whole thing. I thought about it. I, I, I thought only had, about it. I think I had four. I, think so. I had two or three as well. The murder, murder bay oysters. They were good. I like the pork belly. Oh, that was, pork belly. That's that the first thing I had. Delicious. Who, was, who did that? They're from Louisville. Um... Main Street Grocery, something like that. And even that, even the the table from Seattle, the, the chef from Seattle that did the jerk, the Jamaican jerk sausage. Oh, that, that was good. That was wow. That it was, was, was spicy. Yeah, and it had the rice with the the okra and everything in it. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Well, now that I'm properly hungry again. <laughs> Peach <laughs> ice cream. cream. Yes, we're on the same page there. I didn't I get it. It was so good. It oh, had candy ginger in it. Yeah. It was delicious. It was and a little a, a little ginger. piece of shortbread with it. Oh, like a crunchy sugar top. It was so good. I went back for I think thirds on that. 
I'm gonna have one of these cookies that are sitting in front of me. Yes, oh, thank that's you, the other Ian thing Campbell, too. for yeah, thank bringing you, the Ian. Canadian goodies. This is in the shape of a Canadian maple leaf. Yeah. He drove all the way to from Canada to the event. He stayed at our Airbnb here, and he unloaded all of the goodies from Canada. He brought butter tarts and coffee crisp, cheese, and, uh, chips, dressed lace, maple cheddar that was amazing, and. Ketchup chips. Oh, I love ketchup chips. <laughs> that are just good. That's a, that's, that's a no for me, Bob. I don't even like potato chips, but I love ketchup chips now. Hmm. A lot of good food and drink. Well, and yeah. then yeah. they had the Eli Mason um, old fashions mm-hmm. all night long. You love me some Eli Mason old fashions. Funny story about that. Nat was generally disappointed because she saw all the, the staff was running around with frozen old fashions, old fashioned slushies. And she's like, where do I find those? We actually asked the bartender up on the, on the stage. She said, Uh they're only for the back, for the help, for the backstage people. The staff, honey. The staff, excuse me. I don't have, I don't have a staff. I don't know how it works. Anyway. (laughs) So yeah, the staff. Anyway. And she's like, do you have some cash in your wallet? Go bribe one of these staff to get me a frozen old fashioned. (laughs) Did you? No. <laughs> I did enjoy the cheer wine. I'd never had that before. Love cheer wine. So good. So much better than cherry coke. Yeah. I, w- I want to talk to. I mean, we had you brought them up, so we have to talk about the fact that there are people who are coming from all over the place to 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 come and attend this event, including you all, including you all, yep. Salt all Lake the way City, from Utah. All right. Ian Campbell, again, from Canada. Travis came in from Texas. Um, It's just crazy that, I mean, we're only three and a half hours away from Franklin. That is like nothing for us. So I can't imagine what it's like for you guys to come. That's only three and a half hours for us, too. Well, yeah, it's quite. (laughs) Never mind. Um, (laughs) But there's just that dedication to well, affectionately call the cause or um, you know, the love for, for all this. I just think it's awesome that you guys are willing to come this far and, and share and make these memories with everybody who's, you know, there for the same reason. And we were excited. I mean, it might sound cliche, but we treated this as a family reunion. The people that we met for Whiskey we Weekend, and we were just excited. It was a given. We were just we were just going to go. Uh, I, overall, though, I think that this was just a fantastic event. Um, I am going to go on record and say that I'm proud of myself for being a little bit more temperate this year. <laughs> a <laughs> little. A lot. <laughs> than I was last year. I went into it with the... Uh, the, the mindset of I want to be able to you know not make a fool out of myself, much like I did last year as I was hanging on light poles and rolling down hills. Um, Many people couldn't believe I came back with you this year. I uh, Greece very surprised. Greece. <laughs> we paid to see that. Will walked in or we we walked in. Greece saw us and he was like, "Lucy, I cannot believe." <laughs> I think Will said the exact same thing. I, he probably he probably did. Yeah. They both had the same conversation with me. Yeah, well, and they continued to call you a saint. Yeah. 
yeah. which you are. But I mean, it's not that I was temperate or anything, you know. <laughs> but you put up with me and my shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself some credit here. But I, I'm I'm happy that we got to share all this time together. Um, it, it was just such an amazing experience getting to hang out with you guys again and looking forward not just to Southern Whiskey Society 2020, but Whiskey Weekend Batch 2. Absolutely. Next year. Can't wait. Bigger and better than ever, I think. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week, um, but it's also my birthday week, and I don't want to give myself too much extra work. So we'll do a bonus episode later in the week. How about that? Um, we're not done yet, though. We do have a segment where we recommend stuff for you. It's called Tips and Bits. Um, doesn't have to be whiskey-related, as always. But do you guys have anything that you would like to recommend to the listeners of this My Bourbon Podcast this week? Oddly enough, I do. Yes. <laughs> Actually, it's a music thing. I'm a big fan of Volbeat. Really? Volbeat just dropped their new album on Friday, and mm -hmm. I listened to the whole thing on the flight over. <laughs> and... I really, I love those guys. I never so. would have picked you as a, as a full beat fan. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Tyler Childers also dropped his new album on, on Friday. Very good. It's really, really good. We listened to that on the way down here, too. So for me, it was just a little surprise. Um, uh, we went by the Dickel booth, and I tried the Bottled and Bond, and it was really good. It had a lot of clove and kind of like apple strudel notes, and I really loved it. I don't mind it nearly as much as Will and the Grease did. Lucy, anything? No, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> can you think of anything that I would recommend? Well, I can definitely recommend the Kentucky Owl uh, Rye Batch oh, 3 whenever yes. it comes out. Heck I mean, yes. whew, it was did great to, to have that again. Did you get to do any of the tasting notes for that? <laughs> I did. Oh, yes, I love it. But it was, I mean, it was great to have that again. Yeah. Because we did get to, to try some of that back at Whiskey Weekend. Oh, I have something. Okay. So while you all were drinking bourbon. Oh, yeah. At Elixir. Yes. Me and Misty searched for a bottle of wine because we both like wine. And we found this Bellini pre-mixed up. It's from Harry Cipriani, who has, you know, all the fancy restaurants. It's a pretty blue bottle. Like, oh, well, it's pretty, and, you know, she likes sweeter wine. I like drier wine, so it's kind of a compromise because I like Bellinis. We get it, and it is so stupid good. It's like tastes like fresh peach. Can confirm. It was delicious. Yeah. It doesn't taste like a bottled-up peach drink. I mean, it tasted like they blended up some peaches and stuck it in there. Very good. Very refreshing. Um, I actually started listening to a couple new podcasts this week. Um, Surprise. Yeah, really. Uh. Two, one, two that I've, I've really enjoyed. Uh, the first one's called Film and Whiskey. Uh, the two guys, Bob and Brad, they review a, a movie and also a bottle of whiskey. Uh, they just got done with their Summer of Bourbon series, too, which was really cool. Um, and then a great show uh, that is so far uh, only on Spotify. It hasn't made it over to iTunes yet. Uh, it's called Bourbon, Bourbon and Blondes. Yes. Uh, it's it's two ladies, Abby and Elena, but they're just talking about what it's like to be female bourbon drinkers in 2019 and the the empowerment behind it and everything. It's really a good listen. Um, and I, I've 
enjoyed it a whole lot. I binged a couple episodes on the way to um, Bardstown Bourbon Company last week. So, yeah, you definitely should. Definitely should. That does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening in. Really do appreciate it. Is there anywhere on social media that people can find you if they would like to? It's okay if no. <laughs> Natalie's shaking her head and saying absolutely not. Lucy? I'm on Instagram, Lucy B. Ritter. I'm on Twitter. Um, Lcamp123. Lcamp123. Facebook, Lucy Bellamy Ritter. I think that's it. Find me wherever you find Peary on social media. Pretty much. If you'd like to follow me uh, personally, I am at Ritter 1492 on all social media platforms. If you would like to follow the show, though, it is at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help us out, getting more people listening to the show. If you'd like to check out all of our apparel and merch, you can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com. We've got free shipping going on there until, I believe, it's August 24th. Uh, if you have questions or comments, you can send them to this mybourbonshop at gmail.com. We always love hearing from listeners of the show. And then finally, you can head to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast to become a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Jason and Natalie are actually supporters of the show. So you get the chance to maybe sit down. Well worth the money. Hey, Absolutely. You'll make me cry. Um, you get awesome things like bonus episodes every month. You get Google Hangouts with uh, other listeners of the show. It is a really fun community if you are able to do that. Again, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. This comes out on my birthday, so happy birthday, future Perry. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. I can't believe I just wished myself happy birthday. That was lame. lame. That was lame. I will see you next week for another fun episode. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast.